congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Did somebody recommend this book to me? I'm not quite sure how I ended up with this book. I don't recall. This is about a little kid that grows up on a military base. Uh, that was hmm. not me. Maybe it's one that just randomly showed up in my... Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes. It just appears. <laughs> they just randomly show up in my... Well, because the account that I have on the Metropolitan, we used to share it with two other people. Oh. So it was three of us on there. Yeah. And like, if you recommend a book and it they buy it, and once it becomes available, they automatically check it out for you. Oh, uh, so, so like a hold list. Kind right, of like so... It, yeah. But I don't... That so doesn't some, sound like something Kelly would have put on there. Maybe it's something that you put on there not realizing what it was. Because for a minute, I thought it might be about aliens. Oh, well, And that would be me. something that, yeah. and then maybe once you got it, you were like, oh, fuck, this isn't aliens. This is not aliens. This is not aliens. <laughs> because it was about mili- secret military experiments. Mm. Was it? Well, that, that yeah, sounds okay. interesting, that actually. Kind, now. That actually kind of sounds like me. So yeah. it might have been you, but Big. yeah, but... <laughs> You know, sometimes the ones that randomly show up end up being really good books, like The Madam, that just randomly showed up. Yeah, and it's funny, because I think I started that one and went, nah. Because it was about a chick that was in prison, and she got out, and she was trying to find her. The people, like, the reason why she was in prison, because she was falsely accused, and she was trying to track down the people. And when she had been put in prison, she was working for an quote-unquote escort service. And so she went back to the madam of the house that she worked in. Uh, so she's kind of like seeking revenge almost? Right. Oh, interesting. Or try, not trying to seek revenge so much as trying to find out. Like how she got where she How ended she ended up in prison. And it Ooh. ended up being like, you know, higher up criminal activity and yada yada. Ooh. It ended up being a really good book. Not one that I would check out. Like, if I read the description, and che- I wouldn't check it out. But yeah. it just randomly showed up. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, well, why just, not? It's there. <laughs> I'll download yeah. it. I'll read it. If it sucks, I'll just... I suppose we should probably introduce you to, to start out. Because a lot of times what will happen, Megan, is that we'll get going. And we'll get really far in before we remember that we have somebody <laughs> new somebody in the studio will... that we haven't introduced. Yeah. Somebody's like, well, who is that? Who's that voice? Who is that? <laughs> Megan Runyon. Yes. We met Megan at the Oklahoma Book Festival. Yes, a couple months back now. Yep. Uh, she came to our live event. Yep. I stole pictures off her Facebook page to put on um, <laughs> our website. I'm not going to lie, I got really excited. I was like, I took that picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, didn't I tell you that I was doing it? I think you did. Okay. I think I said, I think I sent them and said, like, steal away. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we run into somebody who's articulate, who loves to read, who lives here, Yay! it's like, oh my God, <laughs> we've got to get this person on the show. And here I am. Yay. She's the triple threat. <laughs> triple threat. Yes, triple you are. So true. Yep. Reader, articulate, <laughs> and fun. Like, did she just throw out a basketball reference? I'm a little like, what just happened? <laughs> well, I Theater, didn't... maybe? Like acting, singing, dancing? Was that like actor? Triple threat? I feel like triple threat. The same, same thing there. I don't know. I know it's a sports term because Tyler uses it. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. it's, it's like a basketball stance because you can like, <laughs> say, wait a minute. I don't know shit about sports. <laughs> you can dribble, shoot, and pass. That's it's the Oh, same. I tri- didn't know. See, See, the, triple the triple threat in acting is where I went with Yeah, it that's too. where I went. Yeah, because they were just talking about Brad Pitt this morning about how he He's was a triple, a triple threat. threat because he could also dance. Oh. But oh. then he said he couldn't sing, so I'm like, well, where's the what, triple? What's the triple then? Maybe because he's Gorgeous. so pretty. He is pretty. <laughs> then he is pretty. Yeah. He's pretty, he's a good actor, and now he can dance. Who knew? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Isn't there like a triple threat in hockey too? Probably. No, I think that's a hat trick. A hat trick, when okay. When you get three then goals. You're, yeah, well, you're we the hat trick. call it a trick. hat trick in soccer too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking at my ass. I don't know, really. Sports ball. Sports ball. I was a swimmer, so I, I don't know. I was none of the above. The only thing I know about sports I learned from Tyler, so which is my son. From. The, speech, is... the speech team was a sport, yes. right? 
We have, my high school sure. had varsity letter in the speech. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little gavel because we, we had sweaters. We didn't have jackets. And so the icon was like a little gavel for like the speech team or like the well, debate speech, team. Well, speech and debate were lumped together in mine. And yeah. the gavel doesn't really apply in the kind of speech I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think they just were like, oh, it's varsity now. We need an image to sew on this logo. Yeah. <laughs> this will work. I, I had a pin too, but I don't remember what it had on. I think it had a person with their arm out. Oh, kind of like like they like, were talking, like they were grand gesturing. Yes, yeah. gesturing, a gesturing person, and it was a guy, of course. Of course, we didn't. I have played speech. no sports unless drinking in high school was a sport. I don't know if that qualifies. Oh, well, I think you're a pretty good winner in that particular sport. Competitive drinking really does suit you. It really came in handy on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink that much on New Year's. No, but you're the only one that could take a double shot and still pronounce things properly. <laughs> that was painful to watch. I was like, dear God, painful to watch. It took me four and a half fucking hours to edit that thing. <laughs> I listened to it at my desk at work and was laughing loudly. Oh, like, my God. It was torture. I got to say drunk Kayla. Great. Drunk Kayla was probably something that I enjoyed the most yes. out of that entire. She's so she, funny. She was so extra. <laughs> drunk Alyssa is pretty funny, too, though. Yeah, yeah. drunk Alyssa was cracking me up after we were done. After well. we were done, yeah. yeah. She, she kept poking my leg. I was like, what? She's like. She's like, hey, like okay. she's sitting on the couch, like, and, still and here? pretty soon she wilt over to one side, <laughs> oh. and she wilt back over to the other side. She cracks me up. Mm. That's my, my favorite thing about any podcast with Alyssa. Not even drunk podcasts. Is I can make Alyssa laugh so hard that she's like, so she's about to pee herself for a minute. She like can't breathe. But when she was drunk, it was ten times worse. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Like I intentionally tried to get uh, Alyssa to turn so red she's laughing so hard every podcast she's Well I have to me. say, Jessica, you were pretty funny when you were drunk yeah. as well. Oh yeah. Drunk Jessica was um antagonizing everybody else who was drunk trying to make them laugh until they pee. <laughs> oh, and drunk Jessica out. was a little more foul mouth than the regular Jessica, which is of course, I find that more fun. <laughs> <laughs> she, her inhibitions were lowered quite yep. significantly. That happens. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. She's blushing now just thinking about it. She's back to her regular self. I'm trying self. to remember what all I said. On the podcast. I, you know, there's a recording of it. You can go back and listen. I don't listen to recordings of the podcast, especially ones that I'm on because Je- I don't. Jessica my voice. gets all freaked out about oh. hearing herself. I'm like, oh dear God. I think that happens to everybody. Take it down, take it down. You hear yourself and you're like, is that what I sound like to other people? Why do I sound like a British troll? (laughs) Oh, I don't think you sound like a British troll. (laughs) A bridge troll. Oh, a bridge bridge troll. (laughs) I thought you said British troll. I was like, a British troll? Okay, that's very specific. You don't sound like a British troll. You don't have an accent. Either either way. Gravelly with a British (laughs) accent. Give me my biscuits. Bridge troll makes more sense, but I definitely heard no, British troll. No, it doesn't make more sense because a bridge troll would have a low voice, and Jessica's <laughs> voice is not a low voice. Nope. I don't That's understand not. where you even get that. <laughs> I mean, I sound like an operator. I'm very nasally. When I listen to myself, that's just your. Well, even uh, more today because I'm that's sick. That's your but, uh, what you call it, your um, telemarketing voice that you hear. That's it. That's it. It's all those years I spent. Yep. Because you know, I was a telemarketer for a year and a half, and then I worked in an answering service for. A yep. year. Yep. She's so got it's... that professional. And you always said, oh, I don't have the voice for it. I don't. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. You, you just didn't this. think you did. To be an operator, maybe. No, Not for... to be a podcaster, dumbass. <laughs> I really thought this was going to veer into like a sex phone operator tangent, and I'm kind of disappointed in us that it did not. Well, Jessica, you know, there's always time. <laughs> hey, well, big boy. Well, sex operator is what I did for fun, not to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people pay for that. Come on, give us a, give us a little taste of that, Bonnie. Come oh, on. I can't right now. I'm too sick. Yeah, Bonnie doesn't feel good today. We have to give her a break. Oh, yeah. The in the car plane. on the way over, I was like, I heard this. Oh no! And at first, I thought, is that a nose whistle? <laughs> and you know how I am about nose whistles, so I started watching her. Her lungs are fucking whistling. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, she isn't feeling very good today, so Aww. we have to be extra nice. To Sorry, Bonnie. I have my herbal tea with honey that she already burnt her tongue on this morning. She so. did. 
That's okay. Does anyone have any whiskey I can put in this? You know, I used to have some whiskey in my desk, but then the overnight guy found it, and that was that. Oh, rude. Yeah. And the gin that used to be up here has mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, that's gone. I don't know who took the fucking gin. The gin was here for a long time. That's weird. Years. <laughs> and we have the light turned off. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. fancy. It's, it's doing its twitchy Flicky. eye. Yep. <laughs> that's why it's turned off. We have a twitchy eye. It looks in like the a scary room. movie. It just like it did. It just kind of flickers Megan. on and off over my head. <laughs> Megan is the outsider. <laughs> There's the sex voice. <laughs> That's not a sex voice. That's a Smeagol voice. You know, people are into that. Some That's people true. like Smeagol. People, people my really precious, like. Precious. Oh gosh. I actually, you know, what's really funny that we we're talking about the speech team. The very first speech competition I was in as a freshman, I did The Hobbit, and I did a Smeagol voice. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have a live event coming up, but we don't have to let everybody know ahead of time what our books are going to be for that, because we have our book club book. That's, that's really the star of the AK show. A.K. Vickery. The storied life of A.J. Vickery. Mm-hmm. A.J. I always want to say A.K. Vickery. I don't know why. Could you change his name for me, uh, please? No. Nice yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll email the publisher. I've already read that book. Now, Megan, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Okay. Because I saw that you checked in as going to an event on that very same weekend. Uh-oh. Does that mean you're not coming? Oh, I think I can probably make both. All right. I think I can make both. There's a Harry Potter-related event that weekend there, where uh... she says she's going to go to Tulsa without us. And I'm like, no, it's still water. Still water. It's close mm-hmm. enough. I, it's not too far. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I should I should be able to hit both. Because I'll be very offended if we don't see you in the audience. <laughs> I'm going to get some some angry messages midway through. Yeah. Megan, where the fuck are you? I'll be like, I'm here. here. We need you to take good pictures. <laughs> Took us to them later. My official job title. Photographer <laughs> yeah. of live events. <laughs> I'm okay with it. That's the story of my life. Like, uh, if you look through my, like, yearbooks of, like, high school and college, every picture of my group of friends, I'm not in any of them because I took all of them. Ugh. Like, every... No, I do have some pictures of you in the, in the oh, last live event. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. there you go. Okay. I was in a couple. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. once in a while. So, Jessica, you were telling me about a random encounter with a client. Oh, dear God. At the, um, bookstore. At the bookstore barista line. Okay. So, we were talking about bad coffee be nice to your baristas because we have to deal with crap like this <laughs> and <clears throat> this isn't like a one-time occurrence this person comes in a lot or it feels like a lot maybe not a lot so this customer comes in and every time we have this conversation it begins with i'm from la <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. so just so you know for anyone like who is a server or a bartender or a waitress or probably even like a retail employee if you come in and feel the need to begin your conversation with, I'm from LA. You didn't see her flip her hair. She <laughs> yeah. did it twice now. Yes. Yeah. It, go, it, auto, it auto corrects into my, in my brain. It's like, I'm from LA. I take trips to Italy and I only poop if there's a bidet. <laughs> and alarm bells flash in my head that's like, fuck, this is going to be the most pretentious 20 to 30 minutes of my life. And I'm going to lose brain cells over this. So. This person comes in, they come in pretty frequently, and they're keto. Oh, oh no. So, do you have, like, what's going on up there? Like, one of the times this person came in and was like, so do your cookies have butter in them? And I was like, they're fucking cookies. Yes, they have butter in them. <laughs> if you're doing keto, then why would you even ask about the cookies? Right. Because There's most cookies sugars. have sugar, yeah. and yeah. they're made with flour. Yes, exactly. And Unless it's a, true, a macaroon. A true keto person would know all of that. Yes. Yeah. I'm so keto. This person comes up. So be up. careful about what you say about keto people. I've been on keto before. That's why I, this was hilarious to me. Because you like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of keto, because Garrett did most of our meal planning when we were on keto, was that you can't have carbs right. if you're on keto. Okay. Yeah. So you can't have milk if you're on keto. Yeah. And this guy comes in and he goes, so... I need a latte, but I want like a third of it to be half and half and then the rest just regular milk because I kind of want to breathe. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a brevet. If you're going to come in with the I'm from L.A., at least get the words right. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the fuck a brevet is. It's a is. latte made with half and half instead of milk. Oh, but, okay. um, but I'm on keto, so uh, I got to, you know, I can't have that many carbs, but I'm going to cheat a little bit and have some half and half. And I was like, OK. So we had to dump out. 
like one of our containers because we have different like things to steam for our different kinds of milk. Right. And he pour a little bit of half and half in, and he stands there and watches us make it like leering over the counter to make like sure a, we make like it right. Like a vulture. And so we do the half and half and then we do the milk and then do it. And he finally walks away and he's like, thanks, does not tip. Uh. <laughs> Other thing. And I look at the girl that's back there with me and I'm just like, does he know that milk has carbs? <laughs> because you can't have <laughs> you can't have you can have cream on keto, but not milk. milk. So yes. if he would have said, "I want to cheat a little with the milk and not with the half and half," yeah, that would have been more on target. But it was mostly milk, and like a little bit of half and half, and we had to dump out one of our alternative milk. I'm so confused. And you can be fine if you had almond milk, yeah, or something or like coconut that. milk. Yeah, which yeah. we have. But he was like, mm-hmm. "I want the low fat milk." And I was like, it's always questions like... I feel like you should have just like a list that says like, these are not keto approved and just see if you like pays attention to them. The thing. And he's like, is your milk sweetened? I'm like... What? And what? like, maybe he meant to ask for almond milk, but he wasn't. I don't know. But I was just oh, like... Oh, maybe. No, it's not. What? <laughs> maybe he so said confused. almond milk in his head, but that's not what like came out. Golly. Oh, gosh, it was traumatic. And I was just like... And you said it was a dude, right? <laughs> yes. Sounds to me a Did little he have bit a man like bun? he likes you. Uh-oh. No, he's like <laughs> older than my dad. Oh, or not older than my dad, but probably around my. He's dad's probably age. one of those in town, like working on. There's a bunch of movies being filmed in town, so I bet he's. But he's been coming in for months, like a long time. He comes mm. in, it's it's a never tips, and I'm just like, <sighs> if you're gonna be pretentious, at least fucking tip. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... come on. Is he just, maybe he's just trying to be like, I'm L.A., so of course I'm keto. But like deep down, he's like, this is the worst decision I've sort ever like, made in my yeah, life. Yeah, sort of like one of, the, uh, one of the sales guys that um, he just cracks me up because he went on and on and on about his veganism and his girlfriend's veganism. And then we went out to lunch for the station. He ate a burger. And it was just he and I <laughs> there as representatives of the station. And he orders a chicken fried sandwich. Ooh, a oh. chicken fried chicken sandwich with gravy on the with side? gravy on the top. Oh, with on top. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's so that's far like, away from that, veganism. Like, yeah. and, and it probably I'm sausage like, gravy um, on top. I hate to be rude, but <coughs> I thought you were vegan. He that's goes, like meat, eggs, goes, and milk. Well, <laughs> All well things. I, I am, but you know, <laughs> and you're just like oh, I have a God. friend who's vegan, and she always says that cheese is her weakness. Like, if we're anywhere and there's someone gets, like, a cheese platter, she will eat whatever. She's like, it's my downfall. Like, I'll be vegan, but, like, I'm still going to eat cheese. Except for cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not dissing vegans. No. No, we're no, not no. We're totally dissing vegetarians because that is a perfectly legitimate dietary choice. Yes. But, if but you're it's just people. like religion. Keep it in your pants, people. <laughs> it's just the people that have to come in and like. Everybody has private parts, but they're certainly not allowed to take them out in public and wave them around. Yes. Yes. And and I don't have anything against people from big cities, but <laughs> there are if you have to announce it to your server or your barista or your bartender or the lady checking you out at Seven Eleven that you're from this big city, it doesn't make you sound cool. Like I know in your head you're thinking I'm gonna sound cool. Like, I tell these Oklahoma people. That, I'm that is cool. Way. I'm going to start doing that when I go places. I'm from New York, so I'm going to need the... Uh, <laughs> Just know that in the back of all of the Okies Sandwich. heads are like, oh, you've never worked a day in your life, probably. Like, it's like one of those, like, <laughs> you thought that sounded cool. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> It was painful. Really, that just makes me want to stone you when you walk to your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get the Yankee. Get the Yankee. Our very first book girl tourist, Brittany from Dallas, sent us a message. It's been quite a while since she's been on. It's been a couple of years ago. It has been a while. She was like, was she on just once or was she on twice? She was just on once. I think she she? was just on the one. She was awesome, though. Yeah. So she came, she drove up. Oh, my gosh. She lives south of Dallas and she drove all the way up and all the way back in one day. Oh, that's. And we all went out to eat together. We went to Zorba's. Anyway, Brittany has been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh, no. So we want book girls to send out virtual hugs to our friend Brittany yes. so she can get all better and come and see us again on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Big hugs, Brittany. Is it, is it time that we need to transition into book talk yet? Probably. I mean, we've been talking for like 30 minutes. Okie dokie. 
But on positive note, because we talked so long, I think my um, cold medicine kicked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no whistles out of my chest. That's good. So, yeah. If you do that. hear a random whistle, just know that it's not her nose. It's, I checked. <laughs> it's it could lungs. be my nose. That's been pretty runny, too. But right now, it's pretty. <laughs> Are you ready sideways. to pay attention to me now? Look at me. Mom. 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 <laughs> Mom, look at me. Look at me. Oh, my friends. Squeaky. Mama. I'm gonna stop um, yeah, it now. and it like moves towards yeah, you. Yeah, it just did. I was like, oh, I need a. <laughs> Every time it does it to some of my picture, Justin going, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stop moving and then I won't have this problem anymore. <laughs> what happens to put me in fancy places? I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal. You're feeling fancy, I Megan. Feel, I've never. I don't think I've ever been in like a proper radio station before, and this might be. And what's your what's your impression of of a radio station now that you've been inside one? It's smaller than I thought. I don't know why. Seeing she's a Doctor Who fan, and that cracks me up that she would say that. <laughs> it's smaller on the inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not bigger on the inside. It's no. This is not the TARDIS. So then I'm trying to like think of all those times you see videos, and I'm like, how do they fit camera crews and like all their people in here when they're trying to like film like when you see like Ryan Seacrest talking to people or whatever, and there's like cameras everywhere, and you're like how do they all fit in there? Yeah, that's because Ryan Seacrest is from LA. Yeah, he's fancy. <laughs> and from LA. <clears throat> all right. Let's get to Vani and her delicious review for today. See if I can make through this. You got it. You can do this. I have faith. <laughs> she interested as a delicious review, and we're going to hear Vani's like, that phlegm. I'm trying to be positive over here. <laughs> Jessica, thanks. <laughs> My delicious review is The Wonderful by Saskia Sargenson. And I'm not quite sure how I ended up with this book. I don't know if somebody recommended it or if it just kind of showed up randomly in my account. It's one of those account. drunk recommendations. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's possible. that's what it is. Somebody probably recommended it to you at the last live event and you wrote it in your thing. Well, I would have put it on the wish list. Oh. And so, I don't know. Anyways, um, this is about a girl who grew up on a military base and she moves from Iowa to England with her family and she, this is back in like 1957, and she's very much a tomboy in a time where little girls are supposed to wear dresses and bows and be, you know, proper and fancy. And she is so not. We're in way. the 1950s. Is that where we were? Is that what 1950s, <laughs> right. 1950s. 1957. And she has a brother who has, who's her twin, and he has a really bad scoliosis. So he has to be in a full body brace all the time. So it's very uncomfortable for him. So. They moved to this base in England, and her mom suffers from a lot of anxiety. She's on, you know, little pills to try to help her anxiety, and her anxiety is just continuously getting worse. As her father, with his new job, he starts drinking quite heavily. So things are kind of changing in um, this new air base in England for her, and... um they kind of wander around like kids do in the wooded area outside of the base where a lot of homeless people live also. Stay out of the forest. And well, I mean, she meets like some people who are, you know, kind of poor, living off the land a little bit. And um, but she really kind of likes them. And they go back quite often, her and her brother, and play with these little kids that they find. Like, for example, the first time that they meet them, the um, kids are shaved bald because they had had lice. Oh, yeah. And, well, yeah. But Sorry, I just got did full you get itchy? chills. Um, but okay. I kind of like the fact that they're so upfront and honest about it. And they're like, yeah, we had the lice, so we had to shave our heads. Ugh. And, you know, they're kind of like, what? <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's a little refreshing sometimes when people are honest about the ways of yeah. life instead yeah. of trying to hide it. Yeah. Sometimes you get lice. Yeah. yeah sometimes it's it just true. happens. Yeah. I There's no way around it. I mean, ev- clean people get lice. Yeah, I got yes, to work at the daycare do. from the You're guests. actually more likely mm-hmm. to get it if your hair's really clean. Yeah. Right. See, I've heard that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't They can't hold the on to like, the oil. Look at all this clean yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. They can't hold on to, to hair that's um, oily. They slip off. <laughs> Anyways, event and this little girl, they're uh, 12, 13, right around that age. Events occur that I don't really want to talk to too much because I don't want to give away any moments of the book that she ends up finding herself disconnected from all of her family. 
water break. Are you talking about the fact that she started talking about lice and Martha grabs a Clorox wipe and is like, <laughs> she got a little itchy over there. She's like, I need I to get this off my hands. <laughs> that was the worst time. I got it when I worked at the daycare. Worst time of my life. I worked at a summer camp and the whole cat, like the whole cabin got it. It was oh. the worst. It was when my hair was like down to my butt. Oh, and so man. it took That's me and my to... mom like four hours to get all the like all of it out of my hair. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. My cabin was never so clean after we got rid of all the lice. I was like, okay. Just burn it down. Yeah, I was like, let's just start this whole summer over. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get I it, luckily, but the kids did. Somebody get me a match! Yeah. <laughs> so events occur that disconnect this little girl from all of her family. And she ends up having to go live on a farm with her uncle, who she had never met before, who's kind of crotchety and mean, um, also has scoliosis like her brother, but he has not had it taken care of his whole life. So, I mean, he's crotchety because he's in pain all the time. I mean, the scoliosis is like crushing his lungs and pushing pressure on his um, on his heart and, you know, and all of this. And she has to kind of make her way and figure things out on this farm and to, you know, try to have a life. I mean, she doesn't have an easy time on the farm at all. Like the first day, first night that she's on the farm, she starts her period for the first time. Oh, God. And she doesn't even. With her angry old uncle. Right. And she doesn't know anybody or she's like not in familiar surroundings. And she's got all these chores that she's supposed to do. So she runs away from the farm. Is the farm in England or did she come it's back? It's in England. Okay, she's still it's in England. England. Okay. Because her mom is originally from England. And when they moved back to England to the military base, she wasn't very far away from this uncle who her mom hasn't talked to since um, she was first born. Gotcha. Wow. So they haven't talked for like, you know, 12, 13, 14 years. She runs away to go visit her mom and ends up, you know, having to go back because her mom's not in a position that she can stay with her. And it's just, you just really feel for this little girl to be in this situation that she doesn't know with an uncle who's like mean and crotchety and she has all these chores. and But she finds her way and fits in. And you kind of, like later in the book, you find out what exactly transpired to create this situation that she ended up in. So it's a little bit of a mystery at the same time. It was really good. I liked it. I will guarantee that somebody's going to chime in on Facebook and say, it was me that recommended that book right after the live event. You just watch. I don't remember Because we were all talking about our past, and you were talking about how you grew up, the way you grew up. Um, Probably. I won't lie. It might be, and I just don't remember. Because I had a lot of recommendations that night, and I put a lot of them on my wish list. Yeah, and and you had a lot to drink that night, so. I didn't have that much to drink. Don't look at me like that. I wasn't like, I was not to the point where I could not walk my dog. That's true. I was, I was not that's, walk my dog drunk. That's Someone over on this side kept handing drinks down the table, if I remember correctly. <laughs> okay, that beer was gross. She's an <laughs> enabler. She likes to. She was definitely <laughs> enabling. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was The Wonderful by Saskia Sargenson. Megan. Yes. It's your turn, girly. All right. So I have a historical fiction YA, and it is Romanov by Nadine Brandes. And I am a sucker for historical fiction. Um, I particularly I love, love you, Megan. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I have so many historical fiction. It's a problem. Um But I remember one of the first things in history I was, like, obsessed with was the Romanovs. And I was walking through Barnes & Noble and saw this cover, and I was like, this book is coming home with me immediately. (laughs) And I think I actually didn't... No, I ordered it. I lied. Because I there was a book box that had it in it that came signed and stuff. So I ordered it through the book box. And it is so fun because it gives a lot of the very historical it starts from when they're already are out of power the czar's already been kind of kicked out of his palaces and the bolsheviks have taken over and it follows this the family from their first new safe house to the last house that they live in and you get to meet get a little bit more of the personal side of the czars like that they were real people and they weren't just these like historical people you kind of 
forget were real. It sounds weird, but okay. Fancy royals. Yeah, the fancy royals. They kind of very did a really good job of kind of humanizing them and making them like you were like, oh, Anastasia was like a real teenager. Like she was somebody who was kind of living this unexpected life that she had to be thrown into. And you get to know some of the people that were guarding them and the heads of the guards. And they have a little twist at the end that I don't want to give too much away, but there's some magic involved <gasps> Ooh, at yay. the end. Um, and you get that, per- like I said, you get that personal relationship that they had with their guards and the guards that they befriended to try to make life easier and the, the lengths that the heads of the guards took to keep the Romanovs hidden from the villagers and not let anybody know that they were there. And oh. So it's kind of a really in-depth look at what their time was like in that last house that they lived in. And they talk a little bit about our uh, dear friend Rasputin that we all love to hate. Rasputin. Rasputin. And that, Easy to use his name as a swear. I it should be. He was not just nice. like Bolshevik. Yeah, exactly. Rasputin. Rasputin. Uh, and so <laughs> they don't paint him as the bad guy because really? it's being told from Anastasia's perspective and the family's perspective and the family oh. from this book's perspective and a lot of the things I've read. They didn't necessarily think he was like the villain that we all think of him as today. And so they, she is Anastasia is practicing magic. She's learned. She had learned from Rasputin, and there's supposed she and they have um, the stacking dolls. I can't think what they're called right now. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, the Russian. Yep. She has a Russian nesting doll, and she was told by the greatest spellcaster in all of Russia that this will save your family. Like, don't lose this. It's going to save your family. So throughout the story, as they're in captivity, she's trying to figure out what spells and how to cast spells to get it to open to save them. Oh. Yeah, and it kind of it gets it gets lost for a minute and then they gotta find it again and it kind of goes back and forth with the magic and the magic's kind of interwoven kind of seamlessly that if you were reading it, you're like, Yeah, this this magic's real. Like this would is what was happening in the house. So they do a really good job of blending the history of what we know happened in the house to the Romanovs and then adding in a magical element and without spoiling it, because I that's no fun because it was cool. Um they the ending doesn't go the way you think it's gonna go based on history. Mm. So there's a little twist. I love it when there's a twist. There's a little twist, and then they kind of tie it back to history a little bit, and you kind of go, "Oh, if only that were true." So it gives a little mm. different ending, and you kind of at the end are like, "Oh, like why? I, oh, did that really? Ha- could that have been what happened? Like we know it's not what happened, but maybe in a <laughs> parallel universe of magic, maybe it did." Yeah. So. It's one of my favorites. I think she did a really good job of keeping true to the history, but still adding in that magic piece and kind of expanding the world a little bit. And if you're looking for a good like companion part to it, The Last Czar on Netflix go it goes really well together. Like mm-hmm. I happen to watch. Has anybody else seen that? Mm-mm. Not oh, me good. either. I'm not into historical fiction, so when it reads almost, it's so it's almost like a doc. Well, the the thing on Netflix is almost it's like a documentary, but then they have whole like scripted scenes. So it'll go for like 30 minutes with like a scene, and then it'll like cut to an expert and be like, "Well, this was mistake one that happened," and then it, so it's a little hmm. combination. Like I don't know how to not a docu docu movie docudrama maybe kind of yeah. Hmm. But a lot of the things, I happened to have watched the show before I read the book, and I was like, oh, these all perfectly line up. So it was kind of cool that's to see cool. them in person as well as in the book. But The Last Star on Netflix, is that that's a nonfiction, right? That, that's like true events yes. that happen. Yeah. It's dramatized, yes, but yes. it's actually based on, yeah, like, you know, they don't throw magic in there just to no, no, shake no. things up. No, it's the okay. true, yeah. The Last Star is the true, true story of what happened. And some of the little details about relationships between the girls and their guards appear on there and are in the book as well. So the book was fantastic. I loved it. It was fun. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one of my favorite things when I was in creative writing class was to fictionalize an event. It was actually one of the um, assignments they gave us was take an actual event, something that happened, and fictionalize it. Oh, that'd be so fun. So then you can use all of the elements of the story, but then you're allowed to give it your own. And that's sort of what that sounds like. It's like they fictionalized, but they did it in such a way 
that it sounded plausible. Exactly. I would say 75% of the book is very historical. Like, they went from this house to this house, and here are the people that were guarding them. And then towards the end is when they really start to throw in... The good stuff. The the good stuff. The the extra little bit of magic that is... It's kind of like Abraham Lincoln could have been a vampire hunter. He could have been. It could have happened. Could have. Could have. Absolutely could have. That could be why there was slavery in the South. You never know. Yep. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So what's our title and artist on that one? It is Romanov by Nadine Brandes. Jessica. Okay. So I read uh, City of Ghosts by V.E. Schwab. And I picked out this book because I follow her on Twitter because I've never read anything by V. Schwab that I don't like. And I saw an article about how they're making this into either a Netflix series or a movie. It's got a sequel so far. I don't know if it's just going to be two books or if it'll be more. But so I saw it and I put it on the wait list at the library. And when I got it, I realized that it's like a middle grade book. It's not like why like it's. It was five hours, super quick read, but I love V.E. Schwab unashamedly. I haven't read anything by her that I dislike, so I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot, and it was a super quick read, and it was really fun. So the main character's name is Cassidy Blake, and a year before the story starts, she's riding her bike across this bridge because it's the first day of warm enough weather to ride her bike, and she likes to take pictures, and... this car comes across the bridge and knocks her over the bridge on her bike. And she doesn't remember anything except coming, being on the shore with this boy next to her named Jacob, who's a ghost who saved her life. And from then on, she has this ability. She's like got one foot in the real world and one foot in the veil, the land of the dead. So she can go to and from the veil. Very cool. Because she almost died. I, I'm in. I just wrote it on my list. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. I did. It's right here. It's written down. Um, it's really quick read. It's, it's pretty fun. And they're, uh, so from then on, she and Jacob are kind of tethered because he saved her life and he's a ghost boy. And he's her best friend and they have adventures like where she goes into the veil because she feels this draw to the veil. It's just like, she describes it as a tapping. And it's like the veil calling to her because a ghost is nearby. So she like will go into the veil and watch their story. And she goes, it's the end of the school year, and she's really excited to be going to the beach because apparently there are less ghosts at the beach <laughs> and with her family. And her parents are uh, authors who have written these books called Inspectors, which is a play on the word specter because they write about ghosts her mom his dad her dad's a historian and a historical teacher so he provides the history and her mom brings all the lore and they write books about haunted places i'm gonna need her to write those stories too right and so uh the day before they're about to leave to go on their vacation her parents bring her in and tell her that instead of going on vacation they're actually starting a tv series tour about the inspectors and instead of going to the beach, they're going to the City of Ghosts, which is Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, I love Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh. <laughs> so for a girl who uh, can constantly feel the veil pulling on her when there are ghosts around, Edinburgh is a terrifying place. Mm-hmm. And she finds that she doesn't have as much control over her experiences with the veil when she's around all of these ghosts and these super haunted places. And she meets a girl who's like her in Scotland. And so it's about her trying to figure out what she's really supposed to do. And this is the first book in the series, so it's a lot of, like, this is what happened and how I'm like this. And then you kind of get the end is like, whoa, that picked up really quickly. Um, And I think it'll get more from there on. But um, she just goes into the veil and takes pictures of the ghosts. But the girl she meets actually sends ghosts on. And it's her trying to decide, to like, is that my place to send ghosts on? And that kind of thing. And also dealing with her ghost best friend, who's always with her. Like how do you, how do you sing ghost on? I was gonna say if it was a little bit older, there there might be some ghost relations happening, ghost which might be interesting. You know, yeah. Martha was gonna go for the ghost sex again. Hey, <laughs> alien sex, ghost sex. It came know. right back. It's all good. Yeah, this so, is middle school. Sorry, there's no ghost sex in Damn middle it. school. Yep, ghost hand holding maybe. Right, <laughs> I, 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 but anyway, so part of it's that, and then she starts having to, her first dealings with malevolent spirits while she's in Scotland and 
that's kind of where the story picks up and crazy things happen at the end. And I really liked it. It was a really good book. I don't want to give any of the ending away. There's a lot of um, lore about the haunted places in Scotland that I thought was really cool. And I liked the characters. Her and Jacob's banter is really funny because, I mean, they're like middle school kids just like throwing little jabs at each other constantly in her head because as she starts talking to him out loud, everyone thinks she's crazy. <laughs> and so it's interesting. It was really good. I was definitely not disappointed. It was I was a little shocked that it was middle grade when I first picked up and I was like, oh, no. But I was glad that I read it. I really enjoyed it. You know something I found out from a documentary? I've been on a documentary kick on Netflix lately. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I love documentaries. They're the best. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's family was uh, ghost hunters. Really? Yeah. They yeah. were very much into all of that stuff. <laughs> and so was Dan Aykroyd. And that's one of the reasons why he did the movie Ghostbusters. Oh, goodness. Wow. Anyways, that fun fact. The, cool. the, the movies we love or the movies, the that, movies made that made us. The movies that made us, yeah. Yeah. I did. I watched that was that really good. I loved it. It was so good. I've watched a little of the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't watched that one. And yet. Um, I liked a lot of that. I haven't watched the newest one that came out. That's about like, um, I think like My Little Ponies and the newest one that came out, which when I was little, I loved My Little Pony. I had a scratch and sniff My Little Pony. Did <laughs> you? She smelled like... Strawberry? That sounds so disgusting. It does, a a scratch it? and sniff my little pony. I'm thinking <laughs> horse shit. Yes. No, she definitely it smelled like a, a plasticky strawberry, if I remember correctly. Ugh. Well, do you remember strawberry shortcake smelled like strawberries? I she remember. Yeah. I, I mean not like I real strawberries. A uh, scent memory of, of strawberry shortcake. And um uh, blueberry the muffin or whatever it was. Yeah, blue, the blueberry muffin, yep. huckleberry fin. I, have, I don't remember what the names of them the were. The boy, I think, was Huckleberry. The boy I, one. I think, I think you're right. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, not Huckleberry Finn, but Huckleberry, yeah. Huckleberry. <laughs> Anyways, I had all the strawberry shortcakes, and I loved the My Little Ponies and, and He-Man. I, I had a very wide variety of toys at home. <laughs> I don't think I ever had He-Man. I loved He-Man and She-Ra. By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> <laughs> I have the power! <laughs> Captain Planet, maybe, but not He-Man. Mm. I watched a lot of Captain I will Planet. say that was one of my favorite things about this book. So her, she's with her parents while they're filming their show in like all these places in Edinburgh, and they're like, we're about to go down one of the most haunted tunnels, but the veil is pulling her down a different tunnel oh. that's more haunted. Oh. And you just hear Jacob go, nope, not haunted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did they go into like Mary King's Close? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's one of them. Been love, there. Uh, Edinburgh Ooh. is one of my favorite cities i yep. love edinburgh i want to go on a ghost tour oh it was it was oh, pretty I, freaking did I do cool one in edinburgh i think i did one in edinburgh did you it was pretty cool that would be fun but, all right so did you give a title and artist on that i did at the beginning uh but it was the city of ghosts by v.e schwab or victoria schwab because it changed like yeah, all of her she, other she does two different i think v.e is her older book yeah and victoria is her i don't know uh, i could be wrong mm-hmm. She's cool. She goes by two different names. She's fancy. She's, She's two very names. fancy. She's fancy. She's fancy with it. Fancy <laughs> pants. Is it my turn? It is She's your turn. She's from L.A. She has two <laughs> names. <laughs> L.A. I'm going to get in so much trouble for dissing people from L.A. I want to clarify that I do not have a problem with people who are from L.A. <laughs> I know. We should. Do, we, do, you, do you have a large audience in LA? Or are you going to get a we, bunch of we like, do have a lot of we, Cali- do. we have a large California contingent. There I could go. say she's from New York. But I don't fancy. know if we have any specific LA. I think we have a couple, but I think uh, we're we're all spread out in California. I don't think yeah. we have a huge LA contingent. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, it could not just be LA. I mean, I have two names, and I'm from New York. True. True. I have two personas. So do I. I have a real last name and my fake last name. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe I did not know your real last name until you sent me to the place to get something with your card. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Who is this? I, I just have one name. Does she have a fake credit card? <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just me. I don't have Whose identity did you steal? And that was like, what? Um, two months ago? Yeah. <laughs> I've known Jessica for how long? Since like 2017, probably, yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. Let's move along, shall we? All right. What All you right. got? Now, I chose a book called The Life We Bury by Alan Eskins. And the one of the reasons that I was so interested in this book 
is one of the girls that I fo- have been following for quite some time on. I like I like the sites on Facebook, like the Bookaholic Ooh, Cafe. I'm look at that. And uh, all the little bookish type sites that you find on there. And one of the girls who's really prolific, and she's recently joined our book. She's recently joined our book tribe. Her name is Lisa Whitehead Murray, and this was one of the books that she had talked about. When I saw the cover, I'm like, "No, nah, I'm going to hate this because <laughs> it's just a. It looks like a depressing book on the cover. <laughs> and you know how I am about depressing books. I fucking hate them. But this book turned out to be really cool and really interesting. Um. So let's say your college class requires you to write a a biography of someone and you head over to the local old folks home and just randomly choose that place and then you find out that there's a resident there who is dying of pancreatic cancer but has just been transferred there from prison. And he's a notorious murderer who's going to be dead soon. So Joe, who's our hero, chooses this guy to interview for his English class. He's a college student. Okay. And he goes in with the idea that, you know, just do a quick paper and be done. And he ends up finding a lot of information out about this guy and about the case and it's really, I mean, it sounds to me when I start reading it like it's like it's not going to be something I'll like. But Joe is such a dynamic character and his home life is interesting because he has an autistic brother. Mm-hmm. And his mom is this alcoholic asshole. And... So, so you like fall in love with Joe. He's such a good, sweet, kind character. He has this crush on one of his neighbors. And all of these pieces start to fit together. And he sort of digs into the case of this gentleman who's dying of pancreatic cancer in the local nursing home, who is also a Vietnam vet. I liked the fact that there were a lot of things that you find out about the guy. I gave it five stars on Goodreads, but I would probably not go that high, but it was just shy of that. It was one of those books where it wasn't quite five stars, but really close. Um, I really liked all the characters involved, and I think that kind of got rid of some of my objections. Like, as it got further along the book, it got more and more action-oriented and began to feel a lot more like an action movie. And, you know, I fucking hate those. Mm-hmm. When they start to feel too much like a movie script. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you can kind of predict what's going to happen. And you're like, oh, really? Are we, are we going down that road? So most of my ob- objections and the things I started to feel negatively about did come later in the story. But I loved... The fact that the main character was such a strong presence throughout the story and you find yourself really pulling for him. And as it turns out, I I, I guess I just didn't really notice this when I began reading it, that in the title it says Joe Talbert number one, which means, of course, there's either is a sequel or is going to be a sequel. Maybe there's. Already is yeah. There's already one. Oh, sorry, just, is there one. Called the shadows we hide, which I will probably read now because I really like Joe. So is it kind of like like a true crime? No, it, but not like true it, crime. It kind but... of feels a little bit like that. Yeah, it has elements of that type of a story, but because Joe's a college student, you know, you've you've got the feel of yeah, he doesn't have a lot of money. He doesn't have endless resources he's got all these family troubles all this stuff is happening to him at the same time when when he just meant to write the story for his freaking english class yeah so it kind of is like oh i'm gonna do this thing and then it blows up into like way more right yeah right okay 
And it made it really an interesting story. I enjoyed it so much. I I guess I just, based on the cover of the book, I didn't think I was going to like it. And I always like it when that happens to me because I am so judgmental when it comes to stories that are going to be too depressing. True. I, I can't, personally, I can't handle it. And that's the reason I don't like them is because I get sucked in to that sadness and then I go around moping mm-hmm. and it's I get the book re- hangover yes I get ridiculously sad and unpleasant when I read books like that yes. so I, I I just can't go there but this one wasn't even though it had a lot of elements of sadness in it and a lot of difficult moments it didn't feel that way to me it felt more like a mystery which is what I like oh that's always good yes I like solving the mystery I like being able to figure things out or at least kind of have a goal going in where the story doesn't just require me to look into people's lives. I'm not really into that. I'm more of there's a puzzle to be solved. You know, let's do this. And uh, I liked it enough to where I'll definitely read the second one because I like Joe. Joe was a really awesome character. I'm going to put that in the mystery category from my own self. I don't know if it's actually in that category. Well, it's always good when you just really like a character. Yeah. Sometimes if you really love a character, the um, the story can be just a little off, but you still like it because you love the character. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt about this guy. I was like, you know what? I could hang with this guy. He didn't have everything going for him. You know, he's got a rough life, but he's not feeling too sorry for himself which i also hate when they feel too sorry for themselves he's getting on with it damn it Mm -hmm. so anyway uh that was called the life we bury by alan eskins and thanks to lisa for bringing the book to my attention and giving it such rave reviews and she always posts with randall p cat cool very cool so she's always got pictures of her cat on there so we need (laughs) to get her on this show is she local? No, she lives someplace in New York, I think. Oh. <laughs> She's from New York. She's from New York. <laughs> I, I don't know where she lives. That's why she has two names. She's from New York. I put it on my TBR list. Yep. It was really good. It's like I said, it didn't quite make that five star. I think it was the predictability of some of the elements near the end that made me take it out of the five star. Mm-hmm. Because I'm way too harsh when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I put a bunch of books on mine that I found on lists, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, like the recap the, list. The end of the year is particularly uh, plump with with lists and all of these suggestions. I put a bunch of classics on my list. I put a bunch on there, and but the first one... I didn't like, so I hope that's not the trend for all the ones that I picked. <laughs> I'm so bad at picking books. I don't know why. That's usually why I'm like, Martha, find me a book. I need something to read. Find me something. I'm actually pretty I'm... good at picking for you. You're good at picking for oh. me, and I suck at picking for me. <laughs> I forgot. I need you to pick everything book. in my life. Could you do that? I don't know that you'd like that. You know what? Today <laughs> is like the biggest <laughs> online dating day it really is. It, it is. I it was, was on the say, news. I, so is it really? Here you go. Here's my profile. Yeah, okay. Find me. Find I, me a date. Yeah, I, I need all. to pick yeah. Bonnie's new date this year. I think that you'd be very surprised who I would pick for you, and you'd probably end up being soulmates. Probably. Damn it. So why haven't you done this yet? Yeah, like, well, it's because she just I don't... dangles the carrot. She's like, I know this perfect. Thing. You know why? She, you know why it is? Because then I'd spend less time with her and That's more. That's right. I'm oh. a jealous bitch, and she I don't does... want to give up my Vani time. And I know that if you start hanging out with some fucking guy, then you won't want to hang out with me. Oh, she won't forget you. Mm. I'm already <laughs> jealous of the dog. <laughs> 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 I just actually went through my TBR list that I've been accumulating and like called a bunch that I wrote down. And I was like, what is that book even about? And then I pulled it up like back on Barnes and Noble and like read the descriptions or whatever. And I was like, oh no, I don't want to read that. Take that off. Like, yeah, list. take it off. I was like, just kidding. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that down. I'm over it. Yeah. I do that a lot. I'm like, ooh, that sounds so good. And then oh. the book comes in and I'm like, eh, I think you I'll read this. You were talking about reading depressing books and then making you sad. I tried to read 
the water dancer during finals week and I was like, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't Everybody's do it. Everybody's talking about how great that book is and I'm I don't, reading. I have not heard of that one. I the water dancer. I think it's an Oprah book club. It's oh, an Oprah book club. Anytime you get into the Oprah book club, you know it's going to be depressing. There will be some abuse in there. It's yeah. a, it's Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah. And I do it's not, about slavery. I, I do not mm. like books with, with abuse. Although having said that, there was abuse in the book that I just finished reading. Mm-hmm. Mm. I tend to like Reese's book picks, I think, better than the Oprah book picks. I don't like yeah. anyone's picks. You know, you say that, but in, when last time we were in the bookstore, they had a, a table set up that had uh, Reese, Reese's, 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 She's I think she's following your, me. I she's think following she's, your advice. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> if one day she said, hey, shout out to my book girls. Yes, that'd be cool. I feel like that Hi, would... Reese. <laughs> Hi. We would explode. Waving. <laughs> she's waving frantically. I only call you Reese because I love Reese pieces. <laughs> <laughs> she's younger than me. So, you know, it's okay if she wants to look up to me. And be, that'd be all right. There you go. <laughs> 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 now, now let's come back to the real world. <laughs> I think they call that delusions of grandeur. Hey, you never know. There's like so many degrees of separation to just about anybody. Well, you just yeah, never that's, know. That's true. We really need a celebrity to bump us up to the next level. Come on, book girls. Mm-hmm. Get out there and find us a celebrity. To Oprah get the would word be a out. good one. I've read some of Oprah's book lists. I just don't think Oprah's going to dig us. Maybe. Well, Maybe. you know, you say that she likes, you know, the depressing kind of books. Hello. High yeah, historical fiction, true. World War II over here. We've got yeah. a lot of depressing yeah. books Yeah, that's offer. true. That's that's very true. So maybe Oprah is our person. One of you guys is going to have to get on her, though, because she, she and I are not going to see eye to eye. No. Uh, yeah, I'm out. Jessica's <laughs> shaking her head over there. Me Oprah and Jessica are on the same team. More, more of our girl. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You guys yeah. need to go somewhere else. <laughs> See, there isn't anybody that fits me I and Jessica, I feel like we ended up though. getting some just really effing weird. Like, <laughs> there is no weirdo book club out there. No, like, that's what we'd end up having. Like, we are, like, <laughs> the celebrity we would end up getting for the same book type would be someone so random and strange that it wouldn't help us any. Maybe it's Winona Ryder. Oh, there okay. Maybe she's your girl. She would be she good. She could be your girl. She could be your girl. She she's a little... Is she a reader? I don't know, don't but know. she's a little... <laughs> bring her up if then? our book taste was a celebrity she could be a reader you <laughs> don't know book, her you don't know her life quiz. she <laughs> seems like she she would like the odd kind of book if our book taste was a celebrity <laughs> we need to write that buzzfeed quiz we do <laughs> right if my book if my book taste was a celebrity it would be a dude yeah <laughs> hers Seriously. would be a 65 year old man leo's gonna be in town filming think. soon maybe you can you know Find out what he's reading. It doesn't could really be. strike me as the type of guy who's into science fiction. His <laughs> no, I don't know. Or might be. I I no. watched a documentary where he like he like hosted it, and he seems like he might be. Hey, hi, Leo. <laughs> hi. He might be a little hi. out there with you his just like taste. Through, like you need this at a space opera. You're just like you need this. <laughs> you need space opera in like, your you life. You need this in your life. <laughs> I'm just still waiting for the movie that he was supposed to do when he was H.A. Tomes. Like they've been teasing that thing for like. Yeah. Five years. I think it's just stuck. In case you don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio is currently in Oklahoma filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're... Is yeah. the H.H. Holmes one where the Canada... What's... what's H.H. Holmes was the, like, quote-unquote, first American serial killer. He that had, had the, the murder castle oh, in Chicago. Gotcha, gotcha, and Leo gotcha. is supposedly playing him with him and Scorsese teaming up again. But I think they're doing the one they're doing now instead. But yeah. he owns the rights to it last time. Hmm. Google. A lot of times like, they hang this? on to that shit forever. He's had the rights, I think, for like 10 years yeah. already. So yeah. it's Devil in the White City. Yes. That's the book. Yeah. H.H. Um. Holmes. Yeah. But also has a lot of information about the Chicago World's Fair that you don't need to know. No, I wanted I way more say. homes in that book. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in less, it. Less state, uh, almost said state fair. Yeah, less state fair. <laughs> less world's, world's fair. I really didn't care how more the gardener felt about his designs of the garden pathways. I really wanted a little more I murder. will say that tidbit came in handy in one of my classes because one of the one of my professors that was, he was like an environmental something professor that I had to take for some elective. That was like the person he looked up to was the guy who like designed, designed it. And yeah. And I knew he like dropped the name and I was like, that's the guy who did 
Oh, you're like, you brownie point. This and he was like, yes, how did you know that? Clean and up he pulled your me aside after class. Coffee. No. <laughs> you're like, the world. thank you, H.H. Holmes. <laughs> thank you, H.H. Holmes. Oh, and I have to thank you, Megan, for joining us on thank, our show. Thank you for having me. Woo-hoo. It was awesome. What are we doing after this? Ooh. The same thing we do every week after this. We're going to go eat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sunday morning, we got to have ourselves some eggs. Got to have some brunch. No pancakes, though. Because what? it is after the first, it's the first week after the first of the year. And if we eat pancakes, we're going to blow our fucking diet right away. You act like we've started our diets already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have to get all the bad stuff out of my house before I can go completely on my diet. So I am like that annoying person who's doing keto, but I'm just going to cheat a little. <laughs> or a lot. I just need a grocery That's shop. That's fine, but you don't have to tell me about it. <laughs> I'm from L.A., I'm from New York, and I should be keto, but I really want those But I have so much stuff in my house I have to get rid of. (laughs) I have these mug cakes, and I just really, really need to eat them. Just need to eat them. So therefore, I'm justifying my eating a French toast for breakfast. Because if I'm going to eat a mug cake, I might as well have some French toast, too. I mean, you might as well go all in if you're going to have a cheat day. Exactly. Just eat all the things. If I'm going to get off the wagon, I'm going to jump into a freaking huge pile of fluffy carbs. Fair. <laughs> I, mean, like, I feel like you need a, someone's got to be an artist to like draw you jumping off pancakes. of a wagon and into a pile of pancakes. Bonnie into a pile of pancakes. Somebody out there, get on that. Somebody yes. out there has got to be artistic enough to make Not that even just jumping, happen. swan Bonnie diving. Bonnie into diving. a pile of pancakes from a wagon. Or French toast with powdered sugar and oh, the whole nine years. Oh sugar, my God, like, you're never getting the maple the syrup out of your hair. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Three, three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.